Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's Sunday afternoon in Manchester, and that can only mean one thing. We're live from Islington Mill, and this is Chewing the Cud. Welcome to Chewing the Cud, episode 6, recorded on Sunday the 3rd of June 2018. We are live from Islington Mill here in Manchester and it's very nice to see you again. Hello. Uh, So uh, I'm not here on my own again. I am here with our usual band of uh, friends and contributors. On my right here I've got Lee Robertson who is here to do all of the showbiz news. I am, yes. Are you alright? Yes, I am. A little jaded this week. Jaded? What does that mean? Just been a little, little tired. Oh, you've been. Oh, you've had a hard week yes, or something. Yeah, it's been a bit of a, a rough week. Oh, blimey! Well, yeah. hopefully we can cheer that up for yes. you. Yes. Uh, and then a little bit further over on the other end of the desk, I've got Mike. Good Hi. afternoon. Hello. Hi. Uh, and you're going to do some social trends for us as well, some aren't you? What's going on in the world of social? Yes. What's everybody been talking about? Mm-hmm. And on my left here, I have two very hardworking men who are pressing buttons and uh, fiddling with knobs. Um, and they're also doing technical and electrical work as well. Yeah. <laughs> Just making sure that you can see everything and hear everything. Uh, so fingers crossed. So um, we've had a bit of a, a busy week, all of us, haven't we? Mm, we've yes. all been doing <laughs> quite a bit. What have you been up to, Mike? So um, normal work stuff, you know, three-day weekend was always pleasant. But then... Um, oh, I'd forgotten about the bank holiday. Bank holiday yes, weekend course. happened, yes. Yeah. So my liver's taken a bit of a pounding. Um, but then um, yesterday it was my mother's ordination. Your mother's ordination? Oh, mother's ordination. So we're at Chester Cathedral for a two-hour service, watching her get ordained. And so we should explain that your mum's a vicar. She is a vicar, reverend. A reverend? A reverend What's now. the difference? What's, is, it's what, the same thing. Is it the same thing? Same okay. thing, it's just the title you get is a reverend. Oh, right. So yes, yeah, so big day for that yesterday. Wow. Um, and then afterwards we went out as a family to celebrate, because it's taken a while to get there. Oh, I see. Um, so um, we went for a Chinese. Oh, lovely. Which was quite pleasant. Um, and then during the Chinese, they came out and gave us some little little packets. So I brought one for people to, to oh, have a look at. They gave you little packets? Little packets. So take one, Lee. Oh, are they food? No, it's better than food. There's one for Neil as well. Oh, it's squidgy. It's squidgy. Is it like um, uh, gum? It's better than gum. Is it better? How can it be better, better than, than gum? Better than gum. I even a- brought one for the technical guys. So yes, they have to share them. Okay. (laughs) Is it a a moist towelette? It is a moist towelette. A moist towelette. But look how cool that is. And it's got the um, Chinese zodiac on it. So with the year that you were born. And what was very quickly branded throughout me and the rest of my family when we looked at the snake and went, is it me or does the snake look a bit like a sperm? It looks like a sperm. (laughs) It looks like a sperm. Me and my sister both went, sperm, definitely a sperm. It's good because it's got. It's, I mean, I don't. I can't, I'm looking for the pig. I'm the year of the pig or whatever it is. 
can't quite see a pig on there. No, there's a pig on there. It's bottom right corner. Oh, I yeah. see. Yeah. Uh, and it's got the little explanations uh, yeah. on the back. I thought that was a sheep or something. Cool. Yeah. On the back, it tells you what you're supposed to be as a pig. I, I know mine because I'm into this sort of thing. <laughs> I, yeah, it's okay. something like loyal and... I can't, to be honest, that's all I can remember. <laughs> Forget that is the next one. Well done. Um, oh God, yeah. So splendid companion, which in, I liked. Yeah, splendid. Intelligent, sincere, materialistic, honest, perfectionist. That's very true. Good mannered and tasteful. Oh, yeah. very nice. Thanks very much. Uh, what's yours, Lee? I don't know. What year were you born? I'm not telling you. Oh well, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 a rat. I have I, in the past. I have. Um, looked this up and it's um, I'm a rat oh, so right. that means that oh oh it says rabbit on there no no there is a rat but there's no rat explanation well rat says it, cheerful cheerfulness oh there we imaginative go. generous charming quick tempered uh, loyal overcritical and ambitious well that is me to a T is it really it is, yes. I'll remember that yeah. and I also eat Anything I can get my hands on. What is that? Is that in rat? <laughs> no, just in general. Oh, right. So we can add that one on there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Okay. Thank you for that. That's, that's okay. I, I did go around stealing moist toilets off my entire family. Just to <laughs> oh, I see. No, I like those, though. Yes. They're good. Uh, and Lee, you've had a busy week as well. I have had a busy week. I have um, I'm a little under the weather. Are you, oh, you've been a ill? Little, yes, a little, little bug. Um, of the downstairs variety. Oh dear. Yes. Um, <laughs> Why so. did I think you had crabs then? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, yes, but so I feel like, I feel okay. A little bit washed out, but I'm okay. Yeah. Oh good. You've not been on. Oh. <laughs> was it? A, was it a, a toilet disease? A, a toilet disease. Um, <laughs> That's how it was. It, it, yes, it was. It a toilet di- in, yeah. fluids. Oh dear. Many okay. fluids. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm sorry to hear you've been ill. Hopefully we won't get ill now. <laughs> Licked everything. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I've had a busy week too, because I went to the cinema this week. Oh. And I saw... Uh, in fact, I went twice, but I saw only one film. Oh. I saw the new Star Wars film, Solo. By yourself? I was solo as I went to see oh, the film solo, yes. Right, okay, right. It was about Han Solo. I take it you're not a Star Wars fan. No. I, I remember the first couple. Oh, when they were released yes. in the 70s. In, in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> I love the little side whisking about his age there. Um, <laughs> but no, I don't, I don't know the new ones. No. Well, they're very good, actually. Um, the, the new Han Solo film has been coming in for a bit of stick. Or yeah. something. But I really enjoyed it, which is why I went to see it twice. Okay. Um, it was the usual sort of space fights with the the big, the, you know, the sword thing. Lightsabers. I'm not a massive fan, I have to say. <laughs> just about to say, I knew that. <laughs> I, just, I just sit there and enjoy all the drama, you know, that goes on on the screen. Like, um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. And there's the, I think there's hardcore Star Wars fans or something that oh, haven't right. quite... They're not happy with I it. I don't really know why, though, because I've enjoyed it perfectly well. Anyway, that, that encapsulates our week. Hope you've had a lovely week as well. Uh, we have a guest, as usual, here on Chewing the Cud, and his name is Dominic Berry. 
Now, you may know Dominic Berry if you like poetry. He's a poet. He's a live performance artist. He goes around the world and does poetry. And he is here with us today. So if you've got any questions about poetry or performance or that kind of thing, being on stage and... Um, entertaining. He does a, um, a children's poems as well. Perhaps you know him from Children's Poetry, um, where his name is Dommy B. Um, then you can get in touch with us. And we have got lots of different ways of getting in touch with us. And Mike is in charge of all of the social <laughs> media. Yes. And he knows exactly how. Okay, yeah, so you can get through to us on an email, which is studio at kudcast.com. Um, you can go to our website, which is kudcast.com, where we've got a chat room as well. You can get us on Twitter, which is at kudcast, mm. Facebook, which is kudcast, and Instagram, which is also kudcast. So if in doubt and you need to find us, wherever you are, search for kudcast. There's a lot of kudcasts. Kudcasts. A lot of kudcasts. Yes. That's the thing you need to put in, just kudcast. Um... So the first thing that we do on Chewing the Cud is we have a bit of showbiz news. You do indeed. A little bit of showbiz news. So this week I am going to talk about um, a play that I went to see Oh, um, at the Lowry on Friday. Oh, yeah. Um, it was called Toast. Toast. And it is, uh, official title is Nigel Slater's Toast. Is it really? Okay. Do you know who Nigel Slater is? Um, I think I might be thinking of somebody else because the person the person I'm thinking of was in Coronation Street. Oh, you Nigel are. Havers. Nigel Havers. <laughs> yes. It's not yes. him. No, it's not. No. It's not him. Okay. Um, Nigel Slater is quite a well known um, chef. Oh right. Um, and he um, had a, a couple of television programs. One, his, his kind of most famous one was one called The Taste of Our Lives, and it was on BBC One. And he would invite famous people onto his show, and they would talk about their life um, through food. So he would like cook the the things that they remember from their childhood. Oh, so that's nice. um, and put like a different slant on them. Hmm. Um, he he's one of the guys. Oh, is um, that yes. Yeah. And um, he's written, he wrote a, an autobiography about his life called Toast. Right. Um, which was made into a BBC show. Yeah. Um, that was shown a couple of years ago. Um, and part of the Lowry is is that um, they commission um, a specific piece of work to be performed. Hmm. Um, and they chose Toast. Right. So the reason it's called Toast is, is that he says that there is nothing better in the world than a piece of toast. Doesn't matter who makes it for you or mm. how they make it for you, toast is like the ultimate in comfort food. I can identify um, with that. Yeah. So the the play is about his kind of early so from about nine up to about eighteen. Um, and it was really, really clever. So it um there was a lot of actual food involved that we could actually eat while we were watching the show. Oh, lovely. So they, they brought you little treats. Yeah, as oh. we went in and we sat down on our chairs, there was a little um, napkin that had a um, little jam tart on. Oh, lovely. Um, <laughs> that's one of the things that he made with his mum. Yeah. Um, and then as the kind of show, so there's a little bit of music in it, there's a little bit of kind of dancing, there's a little bit of um, sort of um, kind of impro stuff um, and it was really, really good. Mm. Um, there's four actors in it and they play lots of different parts. Um, but it's all about his childhood. It's quite a sad story. His oh, mum no. died when um, he was about 10. She had asthma and she had a really bad asthma attack. Oh, my God. And she died. Dad got remarried to, to a lady who he didn't really like. Um. Um, and they moved. Um, um, so there was a lot of stuff around, around that. Um, a lot of very funny stuff. Mm. Um, at one point, they were talking about um, sweets. 
yeah. um, and what your favourite sweet was when um, you were at school, and you were all given a little bag of sweets to eat. Oh, nice. Um, which was fantastic. Um, they had um, um, a scene where they were, um, his, his stepmom thought that she was a better cook than him, mm. so um, they had kind of like a cook-off. Um, and they were dancing around with trays for uh, sort of trolleys full of, of cakes, um, and oh. the actual audience were given um, uh, little lemon meringue pies to eat. Um, oh, I see. It does sound. Very it was tasty. really, really good. It was fantastic. I, I wasn't expecting the food. That was yeah. a bonus. Oh, good. Um, and um, yeah, it was really good. And then in, in the interval, they had this amazing um, sort of relaxation room where you could go in that had great big bean bags on the floor that you could sit on, and there was a DJ playing like sort of seventies and eighties oh, music. Sound really, I don't get to the theatre often enough. You should go. It was really good. I'm not a serious theatre person. I'm not kind of like go and see a really serious play. Yeah. Um, but this was really good. And and we hadn't realised that as it, the play ended, um, the way they'd set it up was that we were actually on the stage of the, the, the Lowry because this curtain went up and we all looked back and we were on stage. Wow. Right out into the so that was really, really good. Yeah. Um, I recommend either reading his book or looking at uh, what, catching up on the television program because it was really good. It was wow. really sweet. Um, all about him coming out as well and his first kiss. And oh, lovely. It was really sweet. It was really nice. And I was very full at the end, so that was quite <laughs> <good>. <laughs> <laughs> So, way of keeping you in your seats, I suppose, as yeah. well, isn't it? So, that was really good. Um, next thing, it's a bit, a bit sad. Um, Cornelia Francis who is was an actress she played Morag Bellingham in Home and Away are you familiar with with I Morag? was more of a neighbors guy I was mm. I like the I, I like the theme tune for Home and Away okay Hold me in your arms, don't, don't let me go, go. <laughs> to stay <coughs> forever home and away that was that was an awkward moment. Went away. <laughs> I, I don't know. Is it awkward for you? So yes, she she played. I mean, she was a massive star in Australia mm. and had been in lots of of Australian soap operas. So things like um, the Sullivans and Prisoner Cell Block H. Was she in that? Um, yeah, she was in lots of stuff and. Oddly enough, she played. She well, she didn't play. She was the host of the Australian version of um, the what's the Anne Robinson Weakest quiz? Link. Weakest Link. Yes. Yeah. Um, and looked strangely like her. Glasses is she and- is she severe like Anne Robinson? Yes. Her, 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 the characters that she played are quite abrupt oh, and really? quite sort of like in, in Home and Away she played um, a solicitor and was kind of quite conniving lady. Oh was she? Um, she, she? She was a really nice lady. Yeah. It was really sad to, to, to hear that she died. Mm. Um, How lots, old was she? Yeah. I think she was 77 um, oh, and so she'd she had was... a lot of illness issues with illness um, but it was quite sad because it's kind of like you know you kind of grow up with these people watching them on t- I haven't watched Home and Away for donkey's years no. and, um, but I think she'd still kind of gone in and out over the years oh was she a recurring oh, coming in back yeah again. Re- re- reprised her role um, so that was sad a yeah sad, a sad little thing she, she was married I think she was in the show, she no, she wasn't married. She was Alf Stewart's sister. Alf, yeah, Alf. I know about Alf. Yes, did he Alf. run the cafe or something? Surf Shack. This, did he? He ran the Surf Shack. Yeah, he did. Alf Stewart. I th- I th- whenever I think of Alf, I think of a man in a in a, um, an apron. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not 100 percent sure what he did. I'm yeah. sure somebody would be able to tell as well. No, he, he was he was he ran the Surf Shack. Yes. 
right? And then they opened up a, a diner, didn't oh, they? Oh, right, okay, right. Anyway, that that's what her character was. So, so, so and again, another celebrity that has, has died. We've lost loads this loads year, haven't we? Loads of yeah. them this year. Well, you say lost. It's not, it's not like we've dropped down <laughs> yeah, the yeah. sofa. <laughs> Found him again in Argos yeah. three weeks later. Well I, well, I did find Linda Lusardi down the back of my sofa the other week. I don't know what she was doing down there. Um, well, I just find pound coins. She, well, she was holding a couple of pound <laughs> coins. I was like, Linda, give them to me. Um, um, and um, the last thing I'm going to talk about, because I have my T-shirt on. Oh, today. God, I love the T-shirt this week. Is this where have you got this? Is this a tour T-shirt by any it chance? It is. It is a specially made one. There is an artist who recreates um, Kylie, um, sort of like famous images. He's really, a, he's a Japanese artist. Uh, so this is the Aphrodite um, tour. Aphrodite. Um, I wondered who it was supposed to be because to me, having grown up in the early eighties, hmm. the first thing I thought of Did was. You I did think She-Ra. Yeah, well, I think it's kind <laughs> of... Um, I'm not too far away, then. No, I think it's kind of aimed that, that way. Especially because um, it looks quite 80s. Yeah, yeah, it's very good. It's nice. great. Um, the reason that I'm wearing a Kylie t-shirt um, is because it was her 50th birthday last weekend. Minogue was 50. 50 years mm-hmm. old? Can you believe it? I thought she, she was 55 years ago. It's like 50, 50 times too. Like me telling no. people I'm 21 all the time. No matter how old she is, she looks mm. amazing, though, yeah. doesn't she? So she had this huge birthday party in London. Oh, did she? And uh, had quite an eclectic range of guests. Um, was it about like the royal wedding where well, random people were just Yeah, you're in. kind of thinking, really? Awkwardly enough, Jason Donovan was there. Oh, my God. I know. Without his wife. It turned up especially for her. <laughs> I've made that joke so many Twice times today. It like, and it's still, oh, it's still funny. I <laughs> laughed. So I've yeah. finally got a funny joke. <laughs> so Jason Donovan was there, as was Guy Ritchie, who played oh, um, God. Mike. So yeah. they had a little bit of a, a neighbours reunion. Oh, I love it. Um, there was um, Amanda Holden. I don't know why she was there. Because she can't keep her away from a buffet. <laughs> 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 I don't think it eats a huge amount. No, I know, um, but, you know. You know. Um, there was... Um, uh, Rick Astley went, really? and he serenaded her. Oh, but were they not all signed to the same label? Yes. Thingy Stock Bobby Doodle, Thingy Waterman. Waterman. Yes. P-W-L. I met him. Who? Pete Waterman. Oh, I loved that kind of music. Did you really? Oh, I was a big fan, yes. I was there in a technical capacity, so I oh. wasn't really there to chat or anything. Oh, right. Well, how was he nice? Or was he was, well, grumpy? he was nice to me. Okay. <laughs> and we'll leave it there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He didn't offer to write you a hit song, did he? Well, no. I, I, do you know what? I went to his house, which is in, in the middle of nowhere in some fields or something, and... Uh, we were. It was a thing for Radio Four. Actually, I was there with a microphone, mm-hmm. and he was having an argument about trains or something. Oh yeah, he collects trains. Something to do with trains. Anyway, um, in the background, it's like it's like we're in the deepest, darkest jungle somewhere because all you can hear is birds chirping in the background, and it's mm-hmm. he's got he's got parrots and things. Oh right, okay. Does he have a menagerie? He has got a menagerie. He's yes, got a menagerie. He's got menagerie. A menagerie. Lots of birds chirping away oh, and it, it never really got explained in the interview why he was surrounded by the sound of birds chirping well, that's odd perhaps he just likes birds maybe well, it, well I should think he does with the number he's got <laughs> let's hope he maybe, does like them maybe he likes Nelly Furtado because she's like a bird but she will only fly away <laughs> 
<laughs> I know we can see the tumbleweed that's going going across the. the Look, floor. Neil laughed. No, but Mike, that's a half a funny joke. Two hits so far. I know. Far. I know. In one shot. He's on, on fire. fire. I'm on form. Oh, get the plane. Someone. Nine nine nine, please. Who, so, someone on, someone who else? Who else was it? So Rick Astley went, and he sang. Um, he sang a, 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 a mick mashup of um, "I Should Be So Lucky" and his big hit single. Um, which I've completely forgotten because it's gone out of my head. Never going to never going to give you up. Yes, because it's the DVD won't lend you. It's okay. never going to give you up. Wow. Okay. So he sang a mashup. Yeah, it was. If you go, if you can go on YouTube, there is a clip of him singing it, and it is really good. And she looked genuinely happy. She didn't look like. <laughs> Cheers, Rick. Um, of all the famous people I know, I know. <laughs> you're here. Um, but if it's her birthday, she's not going to be exactly sober at that point, is she? Well, I don't know if Kylie Minogue's a big drinker. Well, she's t- tiny, so she's a short drinker. <laughs> <laughs> I got you with that one. Um, yeah. So, yes, she had this big party. Lots of uh, famous people were here. Um, and the best thing was um, was that at the end of the party, a huge golden glitter ball came down from the ceiling. Uh, glitter cannons went off, and they all sing happy birthday to Oh, them. my God. Isn't that the campest way <laughs> to end your birthday ever? I've yes. always wondered about <laughs> Kylie because she's she's brilliantly camp, mm. and of course she appeals to the gays mm-hmm. because of the campness and the glitter and all mm. of the stuff. How see is she is she is she camp? Therefore, she attracts the gays, or is she be camp because of the gays? I've, I've never quite figured out where. I think we it's stand. a little mixture of both. I know. Uh, I think she started off camp. Do you, you think, think she started off camp? I should be so lucky. That music video, hmm. very camp. Mm-hmm. I should be so lucky. But it was 80s, oh, yeah. so yeah, well, everything no, was camp. In even, the 80s. even compared to the 80s, you know, it was camp. Really? Mm. I think. I mean, if, I, I can't imagine she's kind of like off off duty. She's kind of like a, <laughs> a really butch um, <laughs> and like all right, everybody. No, I know. Well, um, it's, it's it's I know. It's it's just one of those things. Because you can't. I can't really pinpoint the point. At which Kylie started being camp, that I was just fascinated. I think it's oh, there's always she's must have always, always been, been camp. Really? Even camp. when she went through her indie phase and she was a bit angsty. Oh, I like was, that. She was still a bit camp then. Really? Yeah, because yeah. that's when Showgirl was born, wasn't it? Oh. When she was doing the indie indie thing. Oh, I like um, that because a lot of people weren't so keen on that era, but I like no. that era. I like just mm. great tunes back then. What did you think of that era? Um, it as wasn't a big my Kylie fa- fan. As a big big camp Kylie fan. Yeah, um, it wasn't my favorite. It wasn't your favorite. No, no I can no. understand. I was a little. I was, you know, I, it was Kylie, so I, I kind of went, okay, I'll buy it. Oh, I'll you did buy it. it. I'll play it once. Um, <laughs> um, but then when she kind of reinvented herself as the pot, I was like. Okay. Well done. <laughs> You've got that out of your system now. Let's get the sequins on and the dry ice. Come on. I know exactly. Um, <laughs> and the glitter cannons. Yeah, and the glitter cannons. But you know, I would imagine if she didn't want to have a, a giant glitter ball and uh, uh, a yeah. glitter cannon, she would have said no. No, exactly. It's her choice. Yeah. But happy fiftieth. Happy birthday, birthday Kylie. Yes. Um, and that is the end of my show business. Today. Wonderful. Well, I've very much enjoyed. It. There's been an Australian theme to this week's showbiz news, which Ooh. we've very much enjoyed. So, um, after our lovely showbiz news, we then cross live to the other side of the desk <laughs> where we have Mike waiting for us with some trending stories from social media. Yes, we do. Um, so, the some of the bigger news was um, Roseanne. Mm. 
Oh God, I know. I thought, yeah. So um, when we first heard, heard that the Roseanne show was coming back, I was a little bit excited and a little bit sad at the same time, because for those of us that are old enough to remember the original series of Roseanne, at the end of it, the whole point was Dan had died. Mm. Oh, his did first he? Heart attack. Yeah, I've just spoiled mm. the whole thing for you, haven't I? Oh, I didn't read. I missed that. Episode. The very last episode of the old series of Roseanne was um, it was all make believe, and she was doing it just as a cathartic exercise to get over the grief of losing a husband. And then they brought her back with Dan still alive, and it kind of uh, wasn't a great pull for me. But as a Trump supporter, mm. well, so I thought, you know what, let's watch it anyway. Anyway, it's, it's no longer on the air because Roseanne Barr herself sent some, um, shall we say, slightly racist um, tweets. I'm not going to read them out because they were awful. I'd say very racist, to be honest. Um, and um, her excuse for this was because she was, she'd taken Ambien. What's that? Which is a sleeping tablet. Oh, so the sleeping so tablet apparently made racist. A, what a load of rubbish. Yeah. However, Ambien, the, the producer of Ambien, actually caught, fought back with that and said, no, our side effects are dizzy, nausea. <laughs> Not racism. And it actually said, uh, none of our side effects include racism. It's so disappointing, because I used it to is. love the show. As a kid, yeah. whenever it used to be on Channel 4, about half a six, something mm. like that, I used to watch that show, and we used to love the characters. Yeah, and it was groundbreaking as well. I think, you know, when um, Jackie first came out, and the grandmother came out as well. Oh yeah! Bloody hell! Yeah, yeah. I forgot yeah. all about that. Yeah, all about that, yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, it's the first time that someone was shown actually physically dying on TV, and it, it was really well written. It, it was, was yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Even I did catch. In fact, I caught the first episode mm-hmm. of this latest series. Yeah. And I thought, wow, they've really nailed they, this. They have, mm. yeah. And and the characters were, were spot on, and yeah. everyone brought back, and it was really good. It's like the, the the twenty years of being off air never happened. Exactly. Mm. You know, even down to the chicken and egg T-shirt. Oh yes, yes. That was. Uh, and yeah. it's a shame that she's ruined it for the. The, the cast and the crew mm-hmm. um, and I, I was having a conversation about it and say well can they not just remake it and get rid of her so let's say she's died mm. um, and apparently she owns the rights to it so they're not allowed to so, however so. there are stories that they're going to do a spin-off which she won't own the rights uh, to uh, um, of Darlene oh okay oh Darlene's great I'd love to see so, that yes, I thought that would be amazing the Darlene and David yeah. show would be good yeah. so yeah so that, that was uh, an interesting thing to read um, of a drug company versus Roseanne. Because <laughs> di- didn't Disney, was it, Disney cancelled it? Disney, because they CBS own ABC. It, yeah. yeah. Um, good on them. Exactly. And good on them for having the balls to do it. Mm. And they apologised as well. They apologised, they? Apolo- they? Wow. they apologised not just because um, it happened, but on behalf of anybody that it offended mm, yeah. as part of the show, which I thought was quite good of them. Um, so, moving on to a little bit more fun. The hashtag unibrow movement has started. <laughs> what? So, this is people sporting a unibrow on purpose, refusing to pluck, right. and some people actually putting fake unibrows on. Really? Yes. So it's part of that whole, you know, who's what's beauty look like? Right. That sort of ethos of, you know, mm-hmm. you don't have to be plucked to be pretty. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, I get that completely, and some of the photos are hilarious. <laughs> it, I genuinely, I genuinely thought that some people had caterpillars that fall asleep oh, on the, their faces, um, because the people that are putting the fake ones on are very obviously wearing fake unibrows. Um, there were some TV presenters. Wait, wait, what shops are selling fake unibrows? No, no, How it's, is this it's just, just hair. It's like wig hair. Oh, so oh, sticking on the so faces. Mm. Oh, okay. So are they making it happen? They're making it right. happen themselves. Yes, and there's even been a couple of filters out there on some. 
some websites and apps a and Snapchat things. filter. Yeah, that lets you create your own unibrow. <laughs> I'll have to give that a go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, then Kim Kardashian. We, oh, she graces the week. podcast again. <laughs> she graces the podcast again, but this time meeting Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. Has she? She has, because um, Kim Kardashian had a meeting with Donald Trump about prison reform. Now, that's not something I expected you to say. It's not, no. And it was about a, a woman that's been incarcerated for a long time, and she was championing her cause, which I thought was very good of her. However, um, Jordan on Twitter then came out with some great other options. Jordan as in Jordan? Uh, not, jo- not Jordan no. as in oh, Katie, Katie Price. Price. Oh. No, um, oh, I was it? Oh, well, Jordan, <laughs> Jordan Benning um, came out with some other options. So at 12 o'clock on Thursday, David Beckham to discuss de- denuclearization of Iran. Wow. Um, <laughs> Agriculture and Fisheries Review with Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, I'd watch that, though. <laughs> <laughs> Visiting Fraggle Rock to discuss um, anti-Semitism in the media. Oh, blimey. Um, rail Infrastructure Focus Group with the cast of Stranger Things. Oh, no, I'd like that. Yeah. I could watch that. I love that show. Opioid Crisis Summit with Jim Carrey. And the stock market update from the Cookie Monster. Oh, yeah. I'm watching that. That's a show right there. I love that. I think, as a president, John Trump should do this. He should get on that bandwagon and say every celebrity possible <laughs> could go on about anything they wanted That's a great idea. To. I thought that would be brilliant. It's yeah. a very odd world we are living in that, <laughs> one, Trump is, is a president, and two, Kim Kardashian is meeting him. What is going <laughs> on? giving him advice. <laughs> yeah. But I just wanted to know, did she give him a diet lollipop? Well. <laughs> because he's not the thinnest president no, we've ever had. No. Perhaps, it, perhaps he wasn't holding it in his mouth. Hmm. Uh, Moving on. (laughs) And then um, we also had the French Spider-Man. Or Spider-Man. Le Spider-Man. I can't pronounce his name. It's Mohamedou Gassama. Oh, uh, yeah. This is all over the... I saw this. Go on. Um, So Mm -hmm. he's an illegal immigrant that was in France um, and basically saved a child's life. Mm. And because he saved a child's life, he's been given French national status. He's been offered a job. Um... And it was just one of those things, a great heartwarming story of someone just saving someone. So how did he save the child's life? So, uh, so the child appeared to be suspended from a balcony, right? And another man was unable to reach it. So this guy climbed the, the building and then literally saved mm. the child. It was like a block of flats, wasn't it? Yeah. With that... Um, um, Verandas outside. Yeah. And it was, <laughs> it was amazing. He literally climbed the building to save his child. Um... And he just did it. I was just just straight up there. Mm. Yeah, no thought for his own safety or anything, which you know it made me feel a bit warm and fuzzy inside. That you know, you know, it's today's world that some people just generally nice people. And it's great that France has recognised his bravery by giving him citizenship and offering him a job as a firefighter. Yes. Wow. Which I thought was brilliant. Yeah. Um, even though it was, it was only there because a few month, a few hours before they dismantled the camp he was living in. Um, wow. But still. You know, he did something out of the goodness of his heart, and I thought that was nice warm yeah. and fuzzy. Absolutely. Hmm. Nice story. Yeah. So that brings us to the end of Mike's social media. I can never say this. For some reason, there's some block on me saying social media trending news. It's very wordy, that. I'm going to have to look at changing that somehow. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, so um, thank you for that, Mike. Thank you. Uh, we are now... Before we meet our fabulous guest, who's being very patient over in the pigeon coop, 
uh, <laughs> uh, enjoying some of our refreshments. Um, we're going to have a little game, aren't we, Lee? We are, because obviously Kylie's 50th birthday. Um, we're going to play a little game of um, pop stars of past, present, um, and now. Um, and we're going to have going to say whether we like we like them, right? Or not. Okay. okay. So if you've watched our other podcast where we were talking about the royal wedding, we had Queen Victoria, didn't we? Um, and she either approved or, or was not amused. She was, we were judging wedding dresses mm. from celebrities, weren't yes. we? Yes. Um, so today we have we have um, we have Kylie in her Charlene from Neighbours. Incarnation is incarceration. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Incarnation. So if oh, they're on CDs. I love it. So if we like them, we're going to say "Bonza Banza" in your Australian accent as well, Mm. please. Um, If we didn't particularly like them, we're going to go "Rack Off Dag." If you're listening to the podcast as opposed to watching, uh, Lee has created these little paddles. And on either side, we have a picture of Kylie Minogue. Uh, on one side of the the, uh, the paddle is... Uh, in fact, I can show this. If, if you're listening, there's no point in me showing it. Though, <laughs> is there? But I'll show you anyway. Uh, there's a, a picture of Kylie looking happy. Um, as um, Charlene, Charlene uh, with um, Bonza Bouncer written on one side uh, to show approval. She mm. likes this thing. Bonza is a good thing. Bonza. And Bonza. on the other side of the, the paddle, Kylie not quite so happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's. How, there's, there can't be that many pictures of Kylie the, looking. The, uh, it was a search. I bet it was. Yes. She I looks, had many options Charlene, unhappy, Kylie, angry. <laughs> it, I was just going through them all. And the, this, so the picture of Kylie unhappy says, Rack off, dag. So we are going to judge these icons. Aren't icons we? of pop music history. And that's wow. Very loose term. I okay, think. right. Who's okay. the first one? Um, we have, I believe, Samantha Fox. Samantha Fox, I remember her. Do you? From the 80s. From, yeah, there we go. Oh, Touch Me by Samantha Fox. Do you remember Samantha Fox? Far too young. Get lost, he does. <laughs> um, so Samantha Fox was um, what we would perhaps... Sex kitten. <laughs> she was a page-free stanner. Oh, would, oh I have mm. forgotten about that. Yeah. Before the music... She was a page three stunner. She used to get her baps out. She did. Glamour yes. models. The glamour yeah. model. Um, yes. yes. In the in on on whichever newspaper it was. Um, it was know. a Murdoch paper. Let's not. We so, know what no, they no. are. We let's not mention um, them. So, but then she became a massive pop star for about twelve months, um, and apparently had big hits in America big and hits. <laughs> and big songs. Um, <laughs> Um, I touch so that the, the picture that we had was "Touch Me All Night Long." That's the CD uh, cover. That, that is was it? the CD cover. Um, what other songs? Well, the record cover. No, that's probably. Um, she had other songs. Were um, I, I can't, she did she did a lot of stuff with Stock Aiken and Waterman for, oh, for a she? while. Um, I think she did a cover <laughs> of um, "I Only Want to Be with You." Oh, did by, she? By Dusty Springfield. Oh, fabulous! Yeah. Um, was she, was, I can't remember how she sounded though. That's the thing. Um, was she a good singer? Or? It was okay. Girly, okay. kind of girly type, you know, stuff. Uh, right, yeah. Um, she had, like, I think she had initial quite a lot of hits, and then they kind of dried up in this country. Again, that could, <laughs> that could be applied to other things. Um, did, she, did you ever see her uh, presenting the Brits? Yes. Did you watch that? That was awful, wasn't was it? Was it? <laughs> With Mick Fleetwood. <laughs> yes. Yeah, mm. well, she's like four foot nine, yeah. and he's and seven he's foot eight. Foot. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Mm, and then she did, she's done a lot of um, reality stuff. Oh, over has the years. she? So she was in Celebrity Big Brother. Oh, she, um, oh I missed that one. She, um, she eventually came out. She mm-hmm. um, is a lesbian. Um, oh, I never knew that. Did you not know no. that? No. Yes, I had no idea. Oh, no. She, her manager became her partner. Her partner sadly died last year oh. um, from cancer. But, um, yeah, she was on she, she was on lots and lots of different programs. Um, but primarily started off as a pop star. Um, now, so what do we think? Do I we, like her. Are we, are we, I'm not. Oh. I like it. I like it for the camp factor. Okay. Because she's very camp. Okay. So I'm going to go for... Rack off, Dag, because I wasn't keen. Really? No. Oh dear. It was. It was. The was buzzards. it the boobies? Yes. We don't like the boobies. No. <laughs> I, I wasn't keen on them. <laughs> <laughs> and that spoiled it. Um, we I'm like going, you, Sam. I'm going for Bonza Bouncer. Oh, right. oh, we've got to say the words, haven't we? Yeah. Like a magic trick. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bonza Bouncer in the accent. Are you going to do the accent? I did the, I did rack off, are you? Dag. Hi, are you? That's some French, you? And, French no, and Saunders reference. <laughs> Hi, are you? Uh, yeah, I I didn't even notice the bosoms. I just thought did she was not? a fabulous woman. Okay, all right. If you're listening, Sam, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't dislike you as a person. I just didn't like the music and your bosoms. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they were a bit too there, weren't they? They were there. They were Just always too there. there. Yeah, they were always there. I had she could leave them at home. I <laughs> not taking them out today. Yeah. Um, I had a friend who had a huge poster of her on his bedroom ceiling, um, and she was in her page three, so the bosoms were out. Yeah, um, and she was kind of like kneeling, and 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 it used to really disturb me. I'd be like, <laughs> how could you sleep? Um, but yeah, I remember that sort of thing was really popular, the posters of the naked ladies yes. and things. Yeah. Yes, the page three girls. The stunners. The, stunners. the page three stunners. Um, the next um, lady we're going to look at mm. is Louise. Um, oh. And now that could be Louise Nerding. Yeah. Or Louise Red. Oh, look at that picture. That's her. She's a bit hot there, isn't she? She's a bit... She's, a bit, um, she's fallen and she can't get up. <laughs> She's trying to find her button. <laughs> She's lost the contact lenses. <laughs> She's been on a night out. That's what that is. Stay stick, take me out. Can't get up. Stay stick, get me a taxi, get me a yeah. kebab and get me off. So this is so She's trying to be seductive there. She, is, she? she was voted FH Hem's hottest woman in the world for like 10 years on, on the run. Um, look, she originally started in the girl band Eternal. Who I love. I loved Eternal. Love yeah. Eternal. Um, and then went solo. Um, and became... I made one of Eternal ones. Did I tell you that? No. Um, right. So you've got the two twins. Bernie and Esther. You've got Louise. Yes. Nerding. And then you've got the other one. Kelly. Kelly? Is that what she's called? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I didn't really know. Because, you know. Uh, anyway. So um, she walked into a radio station that I was working at. Okay. And I was in the kitchen making myself a brew. Um, and I, I heard a commotion as she started walking through. Okay. Um, and I am a huge Eternal fan. And I kind of wanted to meet her, but kind of didn't want to meet her with a brew in my hand and some toast or whatever. Um, and so... 
as she got to about there, passing me, I sort of fell into the kitchen <laughs> over, over a bin, which was very graceful, um, but I didn't meet her. Oh, I didn't. she didn't notice you spread eagles over the bed? No, no, but I was, I was, I was there, and she was there, but we didn't speak oh. to each other. Oh, a missed opportunity. I know. Anyway, Louise was massive for, for a good few years, had loads of hit songs. Uh, Let's go round again. Nike, Nike. Nike, getting it all out. <laughs> Um, And then kind of think she married Jamie Redknapp, had babies, and went off the scene until um, until she she did Strictly and has come back. What are you laughing at? (laughs) Just the the Cockney accent makes me laugh. (laughs) Well, she's a bitch. She had babies. I had some babies. I didn't want to sing no more. Um, But now she (laughs) is back on the scene. She's going to, apparently she's going to do some new music. Um, So... She was kind of 90s, sort of like mm. mid-90s, early noughties. Yeah. Um, what did we think about Louise? Um, I wasn't bothered when she left Eternal. I wasn't, wasn't really bothered about her solo stuff either. Uh, she just didn't do it for me. Okay. I didn't see the appeal. I'm sorry if that's harsh. Oh, you, be as harsh <laughs> as you want. But it's true. So rack off, dag. Oh, dear. I'm going to go with... Bonza Banser, because I liked her. Oh, did she? Yeah, she was very nice. She didn't have her bosoms out, which was, which was a big bonus. So, uh, automatically... Is that the criteria would... <laughs> of icons, whether they've got their bosoms out? They can have... They can have... <clears throat> a hint. A hint of bosom. A cleavage. A hint, a hint of cleavage, yes. Um, more than that, then, no. Um, so, I, <laughs> for, for that reason... Um, and, and also, she did a cover of Five Stars, The Slightest Touch, which was awesome. Oh, really? And for that, I shall give her Bonza Banser. You've got to do the accent. You've got to do All the I accent. can see is this. I was doing it like. Oh no, now it's gone cockney. Uh, you've gone cockney now. Yeah, on the banter. I've just got just this. Lee just talking about boobs doing this. <laughs> so yes. Um, so I, I'm not really fussed about her either way. Oh. Um, I have no strong feelings for or against this lady um, until that photo that Neil put up where she was drank, drunken in the gutter and then I, I got an instant <laughs> kinship with her and I went, you know what, she could be family. So, um, because I'm going for Bonza Banza. Okay. We, uh, we, we're not sure that she, she was drunken in a, in a, on a, that was a professional um, Well, on a, on a photo shoot, I should be very surprised. No. Yeah. She looked very seductive. Yes. Um, okay. I've changed my mind. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, now. Like it. Um, okay. So we had Louise. Now we're going. We're kind of a little bit more recent now. We're going for Billy Piper. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> that sounded. In- oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so oh, that's that again. That's that. What a lot of teeth that lady That's had. a Doctor Who picture. That is <laughs> it. So this is the inner geek coming out. That is from oh um, the where she was being the moment on the fiftieth anniversary special. Oh, I oh, forgot you were a Doctor Who fan. Okay. Oh, yes, I am a Whovian. Uh, is that what they're called? Yes. A Whovian. A Whovian. A Whovian. Yes. Um, so, well, Billy Piper, she started off as, um, if you remember Smash Hits magazine, um, Pop's Pop magazine? No, it's the Black I remember Pop, it. it. I just never um, just never saw a copy. She she did their advert. Oh, um, did she? And then they gave her a record contract and she released, uh, I think it was, I want, because we want because to. Because we want to. Because we want to. Um, <laughs> a reference I still use to this day in my day-to-day life. It's like, why have you done that, Mike? Billy Piper said, because I want because to. Because I want to. And um, I have to explain it. And she had quite a, a big pop career. I think she she um, went out with what somebody from Five for a little Richie. bit. Oh, did she? Richie, Richie from Five. That was the 
curtained guy. Okay. Um, he was a big fan of the 90s curtains at the time. Was indeed, yes. Um, and she married um, Chris Evans for a little bit. Yes. Yeah. That was all controversial, wasn't it? She was quite young at the time. Oh, God, and yes. He was quite a significant bit older. I'd forgotten her. about that, yeah. Um, but she had, some quite, she, she had some quite big songs. She had Honey to the Bee. Oh, I quite liked mm. that. Mm. Um, <laughs> What's this mooing? What are you mooing for? Well, that's, the song. that's the song. She did a weird hum. Oh, yeah. did she? Honey to the bee. Mm. Oh, I don't remember that. You and me. Mm. It might not have gone exactly like that, but it was a bit like that. Okay. Slightly um, less asthmatic. <laughs> um, she, something deep inside. Really? <laughs> yes. She um, made a song called that as well. Oh, did she? <laughs> <laughs> um, um, and then she kind of decided she didn't have had enough. Oh. And... Um, Chucked all the pop star in and became an actress and did oh. the Doctor Who thing. And she did Diaries of Call Girl first. Did she do that first? She did that first. Oh, yeah. Right, okay. I thought, that I thought first. it was the other way around. Yeah. Um, and now she's an actress, a thespian. Really? Mm. What a career she's I had. No. She was married to Edward Fox. I have no idea. No, it's a Fox, one of the Fox actors. Um, and, and recently divorced from him. But she's like a proper actress now. She's oh. like, oh, hello, darling. Like that. That's exactly how she speaks. She's the same age as me and Mike. She is indeed. Oh, yeah. 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 Aren't you older she- than us? <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, what should we <laughs> for? Um, <laughs> I'm going to go for Bonza Bouncer because I liked her pop trillings. Trillings. Trillings, okay. I did, yes. <laughs> okay, um, I was never that keen, to be really? honest. I found her songs quite annoying. I mean, I know, maybe I found her annoying. There was something I just didn't get on with, unfortunately. Um, you just have that with some celebrities, yes, don't you? Yes. Just for some whatever reason, you don't get on with them. So, rack off, Dag. <laughs> I don't mind her so much now. Now she's an actress. Now she's an actress. Mm. I can quite happily watch her on telly, in which case I'll say Bonza Bouncer. For your acting. For your acting. Uh, rack off for your singing. Uh, you see, because I, ha- I still reference her 90s, well, uh, noughties work in my day-to-day life, 18 years later, that's really sad. Um, I'm going to say it's Bonza. Yeah, you do, because, you have to. Because I have to, and because she is Rose Tyler or Bad Wolf. And very little boobage. Very little boobage. Very little boobage. Just a hint. Um, and, do you know, I think she should do a comeback. And she, she wore a velour, tra- a, a velour suit, didn't she? Did she? Did she, she? A, or was it a, a crushed velvet suit she wore in a in a video? Did she? Purple crushed velvet. Oh, you can't beat a bit of crushed velvet. No. Oh. And it was a summer hit as well, so she'd have been sweaty. <laughs> she's okay. putting the effort in as she's an icon, put, isn't she? She's put that thought process and gone, you know what? I'm going to be sweaty, but it's and for the fans. And they'll appreciate it. It's for the fans. It's for the fans. She should, she should do one of these kind of like 90s tours, shouldn't she? Just kind of come out and sing a, a few hits and then rake in a bit of cash and then go and do Shakespeare. Um... Lastly, this is a modern one, so I'm not 100% sure. We have Julipa. Have I said that right? I'm going to say yes. <laughs> I have no idea. This is Julipa. Um, she is um, responsible for one of the big songs of the year um, called No Rules. Is that the one where she says Jeff off or something? I, I don't think so. There's one where she's... Because I um, have seen a music video of her where she's in, like, a red suit and then there's another version of her which is in a blue suit with okay. different hair and she's singing Jeff off. Jeff off? Hmm. I don't know. Or something like that. Hmm. 
No, I, I don't know that one. No, I don't know that one. Um, I know her for the new Rules song that they remixed. Oh, I don't know. Um, and she's got a ca- song out with Calvin Harris. But everyone, everyone says, you know, it, I think when once you kind of like get sort of like ladies in the fifties going, oh, I like a little bit of Julipa, um, then you kind of think, hmm, <laughs> got something wrong somewhere along the line. Bro- you know, that's not down with the kids, is it? Um, apparently, she's going to be massive. Uh, all the gays seem to like her. They do, yes. There's a, you know, Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa. Do you like Dua Lipa? <laughs> I'm like, pardon. <laughs> I, I've, I've struggled ever since she came out with her name, unfortunately, because um, it's not a traditional type of easy-to-say name, no. because it could be said in a number of different ways. Mm. And so, just call her Frank. <laughs> I don't think she'd like that very much. She won't, no. But I asked a boss of mine oh. at a radio station to, to phonetically write down how you say a name. Mm-hmm. And he wrote, he wrote it as Dua-li-pa. 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 But even then I struggled, to be honest. Dua-li-pa? Dua-li-pa sounds like a new version of Do the Bartman. It does. So based on that, Bonza Bouncer. Mm. I'm going with rack off, Dag. I don't, I don't, I don't get you. So, no boobage. There is no boobage. No boobage. Um, but there's not enough. There's not enough tunage. No, well, she's only quite that? new, isn't she? I know, but. So I'm going to go for rack off, Dag, because I know the words to new rules, and Do there's only you? about four rules in there. Well, how does it go? I'm not going to sing it. I got new rules, la la la. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. That's it, it. Yes. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's like four rules, and they basically answer the phone when I phone you. Oh yeah. Yeah, which isn't a new rule. That's mm-hmm. basic courtesy, mm-hmm. right? Or at least send them a text saying, oh, "I'm sorry, we broke up." Um, so who's the winner of the icons game? Who's got the most? I have a feeling it might be. I think it was me. <laughs> I don't think there was a winner because you two like you two like Samantha Vox. I didn't. Because of boobage. Because of her boobs. Um, I like Louise. And you I didn't two like didn't. Um, Billy I, Piper. I, I, I flip-flopped over her. Flip-flopped over, didn't you? I flip-flopped. Um, I like Billy Piper, <laughs> and you like Billy Piper, but you didn't I like didn't Billy like Piper. Um, and you two like dual carriageway. Um, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> Oh no! I didn't, I didn't like dual carriageway. Oh, you, did you not like dual no, carriageway? No, 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 because the rules are not not rules. They're for politenesses. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Forevermore, dual carriageway. Get a get yes. a single out now. Yes. <laughs> and, and while we've been talking about dual carriageway, we just need to say a quick hello to Olivia, Vince, Alex, and Marina, who've all said hello. Oh, we've got people hello. watching. Facebook. People are actually tuned into this. Hello. <laughs> and Sandra as well. Hello, Sandra. Hello. Hello. Uh, do feel free to take part in the chat on kudcast.com uh, or on Facebook. Um, we have live chat rooms where you can just add your own opinion and uh, um, you can tell us where we're going wrong with Dua Lipa or whatever. But thank you for that. That has gone down very well. I've enjoyed that very much. So it's time to say a big warm welcome and hello to our guest for this week. His name is Dominic Berry and he's joining us at the end of the desk there. Hello. Hello. How Cheers are you? For having us. Yeah, oh, that's really good, thanks. <laughs> yeah. I liked your pop music bit. Oh, thanks very much. Yeah. Yes. We, uh, we 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 do get into the pop culture uh, every week, don't we? And uh, um, like to talk about various pop stars and things. Uh, but you're here because you're a fabulous poet. 
aren't you? I'm yes, definitely you a are. Poet, <laughs> subjected, but I'll take it. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Thank no, you. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, and you are very well known in the poetry scene. You've had poetry books out. You do live stage shows with your poetry, and you've been around the world. You... I have been around the world, yeah. and I was listening to you talking a lot about neighbours and about Australia. And uh, Australia was one of the places I was very lucky. I did two month tour of my poetry around uh, Australia and New Zealand and first thing I did when I got to Melbourne was do the Neighbours tour (laughs) and uh, what persuaded me to take the plunge and do it I read a review online that said this is the most depressing thing to do in Australia (laughs) because it's completely hanging off yes year no one watches Neighbours anymore apparently Home and Away is now more popular because more boobage Home really? away. Home and away's gone a little bit late night these days. <laughs> <laughs> After hours. Yeah. But neighbours, um, they make a lot of money through the tours and less so through it being watched. So you go round the street, which is fantastic, a real street where people actually live on. Then you go around the set and that's all cool. And then the awkward end, you meet one of the cast but it's one of the current cast and what it said on the online review the most depressing thing it said that's why it's most depressive because people only know Charlene and, yeah. and you know <laughs> Mike you know yeah. all, all the class Sue and Carl Kennedy you know mm. so you meet someone you don't know now I watched one episode of Neighbours as my homework yes before going on <laughs> And it wasn't anyone from that one episode. Oh, no. But I acted. So this poor woman came out and everybody was all like, who's she, who's she? So I thought, well, let's be polite. So I was like, oh, you know, um, it's lovely to meet you. I was like, thank you so much for coming today. And all the other people on the tour were like, oh, who is she? They're like in front of her, in front oh, of her. And I was like, well, she's from Neighbours, oh, isn't she? She's from Neighbours, <laughs> you know, the show. So, oh. so then you find out she's the tea lady. Yeah. <laughs> she could have been anybody. But it wow. was a wonderful experience. Oh my God, is it really called Ramsey Street? Oh no, you get given it? a sign that you can hold up in front of people's houses. They pay the people who actually mm-hmm. live there to not just do the filming, but do the tours as well. Because oh, like I say, the right. tours is the main thing these days. Oh my you know? God. So um, they receive a lot of money. So if you bought a house on this random street just before I went on telly, you'd be raking wow. it in for years just for giving permission. And are they quite you. positive, the, the, the homeowners, or are they like, Oh, they did not come out. But you know what? Like the power of television, it's tiny, the street. Mm. You'd think it was, you have these great big aerial shots, you'd think it's huge, and it is so small. Like a little cul-de-sac. Yeah. Really? Mm. Um, So how did your poetry go down, Down Under? Yeah, really good, really good. Oh, it was so fantastic, you know. Yeah, really good. Because I was really worried that maybe certain phrases wouldn't translate well because the first time I went outside Europe I was lucky enough to have my poetry booked in the USA and there's so many colloquialisms that I have. So my first gig there, like people were silent for jokes and I'm thinking you know, people find this hilarious. <laughs> and uh, see if I can remember, biro. American people don't know what a biro is. So, oh, well, there's know, something. They don't know the phrase, big girl's blouse. <laughs> <laughs> 
which I do use to describe myself in one of my poems. And, uh, wow. Yeah. So um, after the gig, the, the US gig, I said, oh, can I, can I, you know, check what, what, and they're like, right, you can't use this word, this word. It's like, but they rhyme. Oh, so I, I kind of had wow. to do the US edit of my poems. But that was not the case in Australia. I think theirs and our cultures are far more similar. Mm. So it was a, uh, but I went prepared. I immediately got someone, right, listen to my whole set. Would you say that you're very British in your poetry? In your, in your use of language and stuff? Yes, I would. I had the great honour this week. This has been an exciting week for me. I was the support act for a big US poet. Uh, Rudy Francesco, he's like one of the most successful poets in the world. So I got to support him on his tour. You know, wow. this is a, globally, this is a really exciting time for poetry, for performance poetry. Let's make that distinction. Yeah, it's very different, that, yeah. That, you know, uh, uh, that's what I do. It's stage poetry. Mm. So there are books, and that's brilliant. But the main thing is, the act yeah. and um, yeah US poetry is the most globally successful poetry but it's not my favourite kind of poetry the US poetry is very conversational and less lyrical less abstract and more you know people it's interesting performing in the US because people will like listen for hours to poetry. They don't need intervals or anything. And they're very, very vocal in the US, which they're not in Britain. So I do quite enjoy that as a, as a, as a flamboyant gay. Mm. You know, I enjoy that. <laughs> that like you say something they'll vaguely agree with and the audience go, whoa, in like, the middle of your poem. <laughs> British people don't go, whoa, in the middle of a Write poem. It down they, a piece of paper. they do this <laughs> at the end. They clap on the palm. That's what British people yeah. do. So, um, so although I enjoy that, the, for me the problem is that um, US poets, uh, I must say not Rudy Francesco, I think he's absolutely awesome, but there's a lot of US poets and you can just tell they're pandering to that. So they will say um, uh, uh, really uh, sort of lefty political opinions, they're lefty political, in the knowledge that, you know, they're just feeding off that, woo, mm. and you think, you know, oh, you know, is that is that artistically interesting to say, you know, who likes donuts? Ah, oh, donuts! It's like, oh, yeah. you know. They want that applause. Yeah. yeah and if that goes on for some time, then, then yeah, I'm less into that. Yeah. So I am British is the answer. My favourite poets are British. Yeah, poets like um, Keisha Thompson, Jackie Hagan, Jerry Potter, mm. Rosie goes Rosie Lagozi, you know they're like the artists I've really looked up to I'm very British influenced people always think when you say you're a poet they're like oh so what do you think of Wilfred Owen and the war poets it's like well you know like you don't you don't ask Billy Piper what do you think of like Ella Fitzgerald necessarily I mean she might be Ella Fitzgerald's biggest fan especially now she's into a classical work but you know it's far more likely that she'd be aware of her contemporaries mm. and I'm the same I'm a modern performance poet so the poets I like are modern performance poets not necessarily uh, Shakespeare Auden Chaucer well, what got you into poetry I know that when I was at school and we did poetry as a, as a lesson you, it all had to rhyme mm. you, your teacher was like no that doesn't rhyme and the kind of only really poets I was aware of was Pam Pam Ayres, yeah. Mm. She's still yeah. going, yeah. Is she? She's yeah. very still, popular. She's still yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. So what got you into poetry then in the first place? I did like poetry at school, but similar to yourself. I mean, we didn't do Pam Ayres. We, we, we kind of really did like the dead 
poet. So I didn't mm. know it was something that people did now as a career. It wasn't until uh, moving to Manchester, because I grew up in, in Pembrokeshire in Wales, very rural, beautiful area, not many, you know, queer slam poets doing their <laughs> thing there. Uh, and I, I came to Manchester and I saw Jerry Potter, who in the late 90s, early 2000s performed as a uh, gingham-clad uh, transvestite socialist called Chloe Poems. I always remember the poster of Chloe boxing gloves on, love written on the boxing mm. gloves, and uh, saw Chloe Poems at the much-missed Green Room Theatre. There's a space, it's, uh, it's what's it called now? It's on Whitworth Street. I think it's called Gorilla, maybe? Yeah. Ah, yes. Um, so that used to be an alternative art ah. space, and Chloe Poems had a regular event there, and I thought, this is what I want to do. It was a really political, really clever twisting of, of words, imaginative use of language, and like little monologues, little mm. self-directed monologues of stuff that the, the, the poet was feeling really strongly about and saying in an interesting mm. way. And I, I didn't know poetry could be that. It's not what we did at mm. school. So that was the, the turning point. I thought, mm. this is for me. And you work with kids as well, don't you? Yeah, for a long time I resisted. People always said to me, Dominic, your energy is so uh, engaging. I bet children would love what you do. And I was all, how dare you? I'm a political activist. <laughs> if they can no appreciate that, then yeah, <laughs> No interest in that kind of thing. But um, I was very fortunate. I've done, I've done a little bit of telly over the years. And, and one of the, 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 the most fun thing, I was on a kid's uh, TV show called Rhyme Rocket on CBeebies. Uh, so I kept, you know, sometimes you feel something's fate. I kept seeing, having said repeatedly, I won't won't do poems mm. for kids. I kept seeing the adverts, the BBC are looking for people who write poetry to be on this kids poetry TV show. Who's auditioning? Auditions open now, apply, send in your your recording. And I kept seeing it. People were like, are you going for that? Are you going for that? Are you going for that? I was like, oh, no, no, no. And I did and I got on and, and it was just the most amazing experience going over to Salford to the BBC yeah. thing. I was really well treated. And I already had quite a good relationship with the Arts Council of England because they'd see me winning poetry competitions and I'd got grants from a poetry for adults so I just thought let's jump on this let's let's get a theatre show out of this so I very quickly wrote the dragon who hates poetry uh, <laughs> spoiler he doesn't by the end <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah I've done a, a kids show a year since then oh, so cool. for the last five years I've done a, a new kids show so and you're uh, on tour with that yeah. are you yeah, I'm currently touring my, my show called Ah Dinosaurs. That's spelled with 13 letter A's. <laughs> ah Dinosaurs. Taking notes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm touring around with that um, now and a big tour in uh, October half term holidays. And uh, yeah, I'm touring. My adult show is called No Tigers. And I'm also currently developing a new show for adult audiences, Ooh. which is very exciting. Yeah. So, yeah. Manchester, Greater Manchester. Britain, wonderful now for poetry. Poetry is really on the rise. There are more and more and more nights for poetry, and it's becoming less of a hidden gem. When I started poetry, if you were advertising, if you were advertising, you had to be like, "Oh, come to my poetry night. It won't be rubbish." <laughs> you had to say that. You had to qualify that. Whereas now, like you know, Rudy Francesco, this U.S. poet, we were on at Deaf Institute, like upstairs, like full capacity, two hundred and fifty people, just me, then him. I must say, it's the most 
most nervous I've ever been before a gig because it was 250 people there for him, not for me. Oh. And I was doing like a half hour set and I thought, you know, and Rudy Francesco, you know, he's a very handsome young man who the ladies enjoy. Oh, really? And I'm a, a, a flamboyant gay. Who does <laughs> <laughs> this with my hands, uh, yeah. you know? And I thought, Will they care about yeah, yeah, that? Will yeah. they care? But it was glorious. It was really good. And like I say, you know, for all those people to come out for a poetry event, nothing apologetic about it. Like, yeah, you know, no, you know. Is yeah. it really popular now? I mean, have you seen a growth in, in popularity? Yeah, massively, massively. And, you know, things like, um, you know, it's getting more and more on, on telly. You know, adverts have kind of clocked in and used sort of poetry in, in, in that sort of form. And... Uh, yeah, I think it's a good thing. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a matter of hot debate in my community if poetry and adverts is good because it's really well paid. Oh. But they don't want poems like, oh, let's, um, let's overthrow the monarchy. They no. don't use them on, like, <laughs> on adverts. So, you know, that doesn't get said. So the, 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 the question is when there's a lot of money. And I, I personally, I'm a big fan. Any poet who's got on telly, good on you, good on you. It's great, you know, because it feeds in to getting people out to live art events. But for me, that's the thing. It's the gateway to getting mm. people to the live arts events where you do have more freedom of speech. And of course, when there's a lot of relative lot of money involved, people investing that money want some say over the content, yes. especially yeah. if it's an advert. So mm. if you actually go to a poetry night, you can get what I initially fell in love with, what Chloe Pimes did doing, the political stuff, the outspoken stuff, the angry stuff, the real core emotional stuff, which is what makes poetry so different from other art forms. Because at the moment, the advert that I'm thinking of is the, the I don't know, it's for a building society or something like that. Nationwide. Is it nationwide? Yeah. And it's the, because for a while, for weeks, I'm like thinking, why is she talking like that? <laughs> really getting on my nerves. I'm like going, why is she talking in that stupid way? She's like, and then, and I'm like, then I went, oh, right. <laughs> now I get it. Put it underneath, please. This is a poem. <laughs> <laughs> but does, do, is, she, is she quite a well-known poet or is she just do you know random? I think so that, I mean nationwide yeah like big debate in our community is are those adverts a force for good or or, mm. or, or less so and yeah ultimately I think I think I think good. Yeah, they're all good on nationwide that they've they could have just got actors, couldn't they? They could they're all people who are uh, genuinely okay. my contemporaries, my right. peers, people who are doing well on the scene. However, the poems they've done for nationwide are nationwide poems. You yes. know, they're not yeah. necessarily their own political opinions. No. Of course they're not. Of mm. course they're not. So, you know. If we judge success by financial gain that's a dangerous thing because you know yes I mean so I'm a full-time poet it's my job I'm super happy about that long may it continue you know next year's gonna be my 10th anniversary of being wow. a freelance artist I'm every day I'm grateful for that however I'm also in it to, to sort of genuinely you know make it make a mm. connection with people and 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 you know sort of like if the money's coming from powerful sources you're still kind of like but you know, vulnerable people are drawn to, mm. to, to poetry, people who, who are feeling unfairly treated by our government, people who've got strong views on food banks, strong views mm. on benefit cuts, strong views on how people on welfare and benefits are treated on, like, television shows. And, uh, you know, that, poetry is a real opportunity mm. to connect with, with people, and that's where it's at its best. Mm. 
Last week I, w- I went to see Sarah Millican and while I was oh, waiting, waiting yes. for her, waiting for my friends to come, um, a, a, a homeless guy came up to me and I was like, mm, I'm like awkward. Um, and he said, um, I'm homeless and um, I'm trying to get money together for, for a hostel for the night. Can I either read you one of my poems or can I make a poem up for you? And I was a bit like, oh, well, I've never really had that before that was that was a bit strange um so i thought well do you know what i'm gonna i said he said so i said okay then fine and he said, well, what do you want do you want one of my poems that i've got um or do you want me to make one up and i said well make one up then and he said what do you want me to, to make one up about and i was under a tree so i said tree and he came out with this poem and it was absolutely fantastic um Aww. and at the end I, I i was i like i was genuinely was happy to give him some money to go away um and 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 get a room for the night but it, it was really Obviously, a talented guy that can just, you know, whatever topic and make 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 a poem up about it. Um, I don't know who he who he was, what his name was. Um, poetry can move people, can't it? Mm. Mm. Uh, I mean, your poetry is very varied, isn't it? You do a lot of different subjects. You do a lot of different styles of uh, of attack of things. Yeah. How do you, how can can you encapsulate your approach? Oh, can I encapsulate my approach um, to write about stuff that I really care about, you yeah. know, which again, because it's my job and because I receive commissions, I have to find a way that I'm engaged in it yeah. because otherwise the poem's like not going to be very good. Um, yeah, to, to use anything as I can to make, make an opportunity to, to kind of, you know, speak to people who maybe don't, get the opportunity to have their voices heard that much that's a good thing you know i speak loads about mental health i speak mm. loads about you know stigmatizing of people who, who who get a raw deal yeah you know yeah it's all about kindness isn't it it's yeah. it's it's horrible being horrible and it's lovely being lovely there's my there's my tagline <laughs> <here>. <laughs> Um, have you got what? Have you got a favourite poem? I know it's there's so being a poet. It, there's so many poems that must. I've got many. Would have you like you, to hear one? I would love to hear one. Okay. All right. Uh, this is this is this is a poem that I've won stuff for. So it's about the fact a few years ago everyone had their music on iPods and fashions have changed now. No one has iPods. So it's a poem called "I Will Not Treat a Friend Like an iPod." Because an iPod is a thing that's made to break, to use until it doesn't work anymore, and then throw away knowing your money can get you a better one, the latest one ready for temporary adoration. Well, I will not be told that a friend with depression should be thrown away, or that being a happy person makes you a better person. You can sing me all your tracks, not just the cheesy pop you think will make me smile. Give me your difficult second album. The one with all the distorted guitar feedback and seven-minute jazz piano solos. (laughs) Sometimes what many dismisses an obscure, clunky B-side can give deeper meaning that lasts and is too precious to delete from any library. An iPod's a thing that's made to break, but Leonard Cohen sang, there is a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. Well, you're my Leonard Cohen, and you are my Justin Bieber. 
<laughs> and we are weird. Kate Bush waking the witch. We are live bootleg Marvin Gaye's final concert 1983. I believe we can always be chemical brothers, scissor sisters, sister sledge. We are family. I believe we can always be. An iPod is a thing that's made to break, but all of us are built to sing. Brilliant. Love it. Oh, cheers. <laughs> Do you have nights where you um, have a collection of a, t- a certain type of poem? Like, for example, uh, a night where you do political poems or a night where you do poems about people who are uh, less well-off or... Do you know what I mean? That sort of... It's really important to make a connection. So uh, when writing horror books, Stephen King has spoken about if you're just too horrible and people turn off, what's the point? What's the point? So as a gay artist, I've got poems about homophobia and I've got poems that say the same point in different ways. So again, one doesn't want to prejudge, but you see a certain audience, you think, if I do a poem that's, that's a bit too sexy, this particular crowd might turn off from that so I'm not going to do that with them but you know if I'm speaking about but but you know if I'm in an urban city young crowd Mm. you know that might get a laugh and get people on side and that's a brilliant thing so yes I do have poems where the kind of outcomes the same but I take a different path to arrive at that point because it's about making a connection Mm. if you're not connecting with your audience well they may as well stay at home watching telly, mightn't they? <laughs> you know, you've got to, you've got to make a connection or else why do it? How did you learn that? Trial and error, being awful at what I do. <laughs> Entering competitions and feeling utterly humiliated really? when I get, like, last place. And rather than getting bitter, thinking, well, you know, why wasn't I connecting with those people? It's kind of easier when you're writing funny poems because if people laugh, you know you're hitting the nail on the head and if they don't, they don't. But if you're doing something that's kind of more tender, um, yeah, the, the concept of poetry for sport, poetry competitions, which is a big way I've been able to make this my income by going on and winning a whole load of competitions, um, that, Again, there's arguments for and against it. Some people go, but can you judge art? Is that right to judge art? Is that a certain kinds of poems more likely to do well in competitions than others? And I, I hear all that, but it does, it, it is one way, not the only way, but one way of thinking, well, this has made a connection with this particular room full of people and it's just trial and error also finding people who are currently doing well at the thing in which you want to i mean this doesn't just apply for poetry this could be taken to anything if you want to do well at a thing and you know someone else is doing well at the thing it doesn't hurt to go how are you doing well at that thing just ask you know yeah. so again manchester great manchester our country's so good for poetry there aren't any shortage of poets poets love talking about how great they are <laughs> they're very happy to spend a long time telling you why they're great at what they do and speaking about being great there's a couple of awards in your cabinet at home and there yeah yeah gosh uh yeah well since you mentioned <laughs> i brought them here <laughs> Um, the, uh, we've got a thing called Saboteur, which is like our kind of like, I don't know, Mercury Music Awards. It's our like equivalent. So uh, they gave me the award for, for best spoken word artist. So wow. that was a real, real honour, you know. Because yeah. uh, our country is so great. There's so many amazing artists. And just to be shortlisted was fantastic. Oh. So, um, 
So yeah, that was a huge honour. Was it, was it like the Brit Awards where you had to get dolled up and go down to a big place where you get with lots of glitz and glamour? I was doing the Neighbours Ramsey Street tour when they gave the... Uh, so I was on the opposite side of the planet oh, when no. the award was given out. So um, I was actually there. So, uh, oh But as, as excuses go, being on tour in Australia in a bad one. No. No. <laughs> Do you ever get heckled? Do yeah, I mean, that's one of the reasons I was so scared at the, the gig I did uh, this week where I was the support app for Rudy Francesco because I'm like, they're, they're for him, not for me. And uh, um, yeah, in my earlier days, in my, you know, we talk loads about Britain, our north-south divide. That oh, I mean, I, I, I grew up in Wales, but I was born in London. So I've got an element of London pride, but I choose to live up north. Because Northerners are lovely. I love it. That's actually condescending. That Northerners are lovely. Northerners are lovely. And I'm an adoptive Mancunian. I'm a proud adoptive Mancunian. I choose to live in Manchester. I love living in Manchester. And uh, in, in London, you know, audiences are, are harsher. Harsher. How so, do you deal with it? Because I know he, a comedian has ways that they can put pull somebody back down in the place. But if you're kind of mid-poem, um, you can, can't really, like, Change, oh, I'll just start again then, shall I, and change the bit you don't like. I think it depends um, on the type of gig. Often, uh, so people rarely go to a poetry event to jeer the poet. People do with stand-up, people mm. do. People say to me all the time, Dominic, you're so funny because I've got loads of poems with jokes in. I bet you do stand-up comic. It's like, not really, because it's a different art form. It's a different audience. And people do sometimes go for a beer at stand-up and they're quite quick to judge, whereas... When people are starting off in poetry and they're nervous about doing it, I say it's not like that. People do not go to a poetry event to jeer, unless you're in London. <laughs> so I have been, I've been heckled in London. I do remember actually, uh, to slightly contradict what I said, one uh, uh, Manchester gig where um, uh, the the bisexual dominatrix vampire poet Rosie Lagozi was performing a particular uh, particularly queer poem and a very sort of fundamentalist Christian sort of uh, uh, heckler started saying how not only was she hellbound for her words but us for listening to it and the host got very involved and we just like applauded this person out so that you know the claps mm. got louder and louder until um, he just gave up and left and you know Rosie and the host kind of led that sort of thing so usually the host would um step in some london nights are lovely i feel i've done london and, service, <laughs> and i want london nights to keep booking me so <laughs> you know but it's nicer in the north nicer in the north yes no. <laughs> so if anybody wants to come and see you at the moment oh i'm on everywhere i'm on everywhere i've got a big tour of the no tigers uh that's my most recent adult poetry book. Probably check out my website is the best thing, dominicberry.net. All one word, dominicberry.net. So I've got a big old schedule there. I'm up for around uh, Newcastle, or where else am I going? Uh, Rosendale, Lancashire. Um, I've got quite a few Manchester dates coming up and they are upon my website, yes. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Dominic, for coming in. Thank you for having me. It's a great podcast you got here. Thanks very much. Thank you. It'll be really good to talk to you again. Uh, <laughs> so, 
uh, that about wraps it up for another week. Show six is now at an end. Um, but thank you for watching. Um, we are taking a short break over the next couple of weeks. I will be filming um, my trip to Download Festival. And so I have to take a bit of time off for that because it's happening at the same time we would otherwise be here. Uh, but don't fret, there are all the videos that we've done so far and podcasts up on kudcast.com. You can go and relive um, uh, Lee's talk about Kim Kardashian's weight loss lollipop or uh, Mike's talk about bumless briefs. If oh, you really want to, it's all on the website, kudcast.com. We will also be putting out some little treats for you whilst we are off. But fret not, we will return in a couple of weeks, and believe me, you will hear about it. So thanks very much for watching today. Thanks again to our guest, Dominic Berry, and we will see you next time on Chewing the Cud. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary VTW void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus